Welcome to Marketing Thought Leadership, the podcast that offers insightful discussions on thought-provoking marketing topics. Here's the host of our show, marketing consultant, speaker, author, and educator, and the president of Leverage 2 Market Associates, Linda Popke. Hi, this is Linda Popke, and welcome to our latest episode of Marketing Thought Leadership. I'm here today with Terry Griffith. She is the chair of the management department at Santa Clara University, and she's an expert on how you make combined technology and organization decisions and then work those changes into your organizations. These ideas are outlined in her recent book, The Plugged In Manager, Get In Tune With Your People, Technology, and Organization to Thrive. She's also been one of the um, 100 honored members of the Silicon Valley Women of Influence in 2012, and she reaches a broad audience through her speaking workshops and writings. She's a regular contributor to her own blog, and she's written for the Wall Street Journal, the Harvard Business Review blog, and Giga Ohm's Web Worker Daily. So welcome, Terry. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Linda, and, and I'm glad you paved the way for me with those 100 women of influence. In oh, the great. Silicon Thank Valley. you. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about how we can lead by letting go, uh, which is, I think, your next project that you're working on. And so first of all, tell me what that means. What does lead by letting go mean? Well, it actually turns out that I'm, I'm setting it as a prequel to the other book because as I went out and I gave talks around you know, what does plugged-in management mean, it became clear that you need plugged-in management if you've made a decision to lead by letting go. And so the issue there is we've all been forced into a role of kind of being our own designers, designers of our work, designers of how we consume things, designers of how we interact with organizations inside and outside our own. And to the extent that people realize that this shift has happened, that we're going from a world where you know, the right plan in the, in the decades prior was really to have a lot of standardization and to grow big, and we're finding out that that's not really the strategy anymore, that you've got to be far more responsive. You can't be responsive if you're taking a super tight grip. So if we let go, but we let go in thoughtful ways, so we have uh, systems that are going to feed us better data, so you think about big data plays into that. If we have relationships with a broader network of people who are going to signal to us as things are changing or opportunities arise, that's how we can both be ahead, if you think about lead by letting go as being ahead of others, but also how we can become leaders in our organizations and beyond. Um, and kind of bring it down a little bit. If you think about it, now we make our own airplane reservations, we shop when we feel like it, we bring our own technologies to work, but some of us do that better than others. Right. And, and as we think about it as a marketing perspective, what a beautiful time to be, you know, especially for the freelance crowd or the consulting crowd, what a beautiful time to be re-envisioning the role and the value chain of marketing. So talk a little bit more about that. So how do, how do we as marketing professionals really take advantage of this, leading, uh, leading by, by letting go? Mm -hmm. Well, basically I think that the short answer is to look at the way, thing, way you're doing things today and to ask yourself if you couldn't actually let go a little bit and either you know, hand off responsibilities to a more diffuse group or let a system exist where maybe the customers can kind of pick and choose a little bit more. You know, let go in that sense. You're never going to take your eye off the ball for sure, but you may let things emerge a little bit more. And 
in preparation for this, I was kind of going back and thinking about, well, what is the value chain of marketing, and, and where do I think this really you know, will bias the most? Thinking about you know, customer value need assessment. You know, Kickstarter is such an interesting one there where you say, I am going to let go of the idea that this is a great idea, and instead I'm going to let the customers tell me whether or not they think it's a great idea. And if they're willing to put their money out there in advance, I just got something that's far more valuable than I would have gotten from, say, a market research about, it. hey, would you, would you like this product if it existed? In the Kickstarter example, well, you're getting those early stage customers to actually fund the development of the product themselves, and, and you go in there with a far greater understanding of how much interest there is. Absolutely. So, yeah. In fact, what they've done is they've voted with their dollars, right? Because they said, I'm willing, not only would I do it, but I am going to support it up front, and I'm mm -hmm. going to support it before it even exists which is an even stronger show of support. Exactly. And in some of the best cases, then because the development process maybe wasn't close to finished, they even got those people who've already said they're willing to pay given the version that's out there, but they've also now had those people saying, yeah, but if you did it this way, we'd want it even more. Right. Um, so strong ties in there. In the providing value, and you think about uh, – uh, you know, the use of 3D, and I didn't get a chance to look this up, but there was an article today about the customization around the new Google Motorola phone. Mm -hmm. And again, letting go that you're going to say, this is how many of these of this form we're going to make, and we're, we're actually going to let other people make those choices that are, that are better for them. And it's because the technologies and the systems have lowered the cost on organizations of allowing that shift that lets us all get something that's far more around what they want. You know, even in pricing, I see some of this um, where you can get you know, much earlier gauges, you know, Kickstarter being one version around, you know, what is the right price for this product in this community? And then advertising, I think you could teach me far more about that than I could talk about. Sure, sure. I mean, and this is sort of what happens with things like, like Google AdWords and, and just, just entire, the, the entire digital uh, advertising realm because things are happening in a market. How much am I willing to pay? How much is it willing to be? What kind of results am I getting? So it's just a whole different ball of wax than it was even 10 or 15 years ago and certainly than it was much before that. Yeah. And we have the ability to customize as well. I think what, what, what's key is when you talk about this customizing my new phone or, um, or, or buying something that, that's kind of made special for me, I have the ability as a consumer to say, this is what I want, and this is what I'm going to pay for, which is great. Mm -hmm. yep. mm -hmm. And you know, a mental shift, I think, for a lot of us is we're becoming symphony conductors. Uh, you know, I see it in my, in my own world in the university. You know, and it isn't the case that the customers are even always ready for this. So if I walk into a room full of students, and I say, I'm here, and I give a lecture, and I write on the board. No one's going to question that, but I know in my heart that's not the best way to convey the information. If instead I say, I'm here to facilitate our learning around the things you need to know today, the two things happen. One, they actually learn so much more. But I broke their expectation, and so sometimes they're going to say, well, that wasn't, that wasn't what I paid for. You know, I paid for you to tell me. And so, you know, there's a, there's a downside risk here too. Well, I want you to pick. And so I think we're always going to have to 
say, here's a design choice, you know, be it a service design or a product design. Here's a design choice, but here's also your opportunity to make it different. Um, if we just say, well, you have to decide, we may get some pushback. On the other hand, if we say, this is your only choice, you know, I'm thinking about the Model T again, uh, we're also going to get pushback. We're going to have to manage both of these, and so we end up in this conductor role that has great opportunities, but you know, we're also kind of learning as we go. That's an interesting uh, analogy in terms of managing expectations. So what can we do to, to as marketers to help um, the people that we're leading really understand what the opportunities are and how they can take advantage of these types of, of new changes without being scary? Mm -hmm. I, I'm going to say that the, the presenting of the thing that they might have been expecting, so here's the vanilla design, and then here's a couple of examples, you know, Shapeways, um, you know, kind of looking at the 3D printing market, which is an area where this is going to be so exciting. Shapeways says, here are some things that we've already built. You can buy those. Hope you like them. Oh, you want to customize it just a little bit? Well, that's great. And I'm not sure if they allow this, but um, you, know, you can simulate. You can think about how it's going to look. You can see an image on the screen. But you can also make adjustments to many of the products that you're buying from a site like that. Well, you know, I'd like it better if it were rotated this way. You right, know, I think right. the image would be more interesting. And so giving them the static choice, letting them evaluate the, the design changes they're making, but also letting them go as far as your system will actually allow them to do. Then I think you, know, you can kind of get the, the people who are new to this in, in a slow way but also then create opportunity for them that's you know, far more diverse and may give them much more value than they, they would have had before. So, so in one sense, leading by letting go is not letting go totally, but mm -hmm. it's almost instead of holding the reins so tight, we kind of slack up a little. We're still guiding you, but mm -hmm. we're not just giving you this, this kind of white template and saying blank template and saying go for it that way because that might be too much letting go. It's, it's so true. And, and I think about different kinds of analogies where that fits. You know, if, if people out there are golfers, one of the first things they tell you is you can't grip the, the golf club like it's a club. You really want to keep as light a grip as possible, and that's what gives you the power and the distance and all. And then, you know, thinking about just light reins, you know, riding a horse. You know, if you're constraining that animal's movement, that's a terrible thing too, but you also just can't completely let go or something's going to go crazily wrong. So I think as I work through this project and the different examples I have, it's about where did they let go and where did they you know, add in you know, either some kind of a constraint or at least some kind of a viewing system so that they can keep track of things as they've been let go of. And then over time, how do we learn how to do that systematically? And I, I don't think we're there yet. I don't think there's a, a rule of here are the three steps to letting go. Uh, but we certainly do have examples where companies have done some great things. That's a great point. So we need to kind of uh, maybe put some boundaries, almost like a child, right? You don't just, just, throw, you, you don't just go from, from watching a child a young child every minute to throwing them out there into the world and saying that's it. You, you <laughs> over time you enlarge the boundaries, right? And you say, mm -hmm. hey, you can play in the yard and you can, you know, you can cross the street and you can go out on your own. But you, you do that over time and you, you give directions. And so that's it, it's helpful as opposed to saying you're totally on your own. Good luck. Um, mm -hmm. Which I think some of us think that these technologies are here 
and everybody should be able to use them, and it's not necessarily true. And so, and we, and we want that comfort of, of seeing something that's similar and, and some structure around being able to make choices. Mm-hmm. It gives us a nice point, too, a nice ability to compare and contrast where, oh, if I bought you know, the old version and it had these things, but let me compare that now to the version where I get something very different. You know, what, what's the value opportunity there? You know, so if you didn't keep that old form, they wouldn't have anything to compare to. Right, right. Yeah, that's interesting. So now this is going to be part of a new book for you. I sure hope so, although, okay. you know, I, I still am trying to decide, do I need to let go of the idea of a book? You know, is it uh, something where, you know, the outreach should be different? Um, on the other hand, you know, I'm at an academic institution. They certainly like the idea of a book, but... You know, I'm I'm playing with that. I think what I'll be doing is exactly what I did with the first one, which is I blog to get to the book. Uh-huh. And uh, to the extent that people say, well, you know, you just want to be presenting the information as quickly as possible and getting as much feedback as possible, I kind of get the best of both possible worlds in that instance, where I blog it, I get the the content out there, the community can can give me the feedback, and then down the road the thing that I submit to a publisher is actually much improved based on all that feedback as I go along. That's great. So so the book itself is, is leading by letting go. I, I'm certainly going to try. That's great. Any final thoughts for us on, on how we can do this as marketers and things we should be thinking about? Well, you know, I, I think there's some you know, big mental shifts that the organization needs to take. You know, for the folks who are the consultants and the freelancers, I think we have great opportunity. We can just go out there and do it, and we're going to you know, show value and then receive value in return. The people who are working inside more traditional organizations, you have to sell this idea a little bit. And maybe you know, that's something I need to put into the book is kind of a helpful hint about how to sell this to people who don't really perceive it yet. Um, you know, a, a set of books that are already out there that talk about strategically becoming more nimble, um, there are a couple books out that, that do that quite nicely. But to think about how great leaders, you know, they don't work. They facilitate and they orchestrate. Right. And, when, and when I say that, I'm, I'm citing one of my colleagues, Keith Mernion, um, who's got a book out called Do Nothing. You know, I think okay. that's a, a fabulous title. You know, it basically is subtitle is, you know, Stop Overmanaging and Become a Great Leader. So if you are a freelancer or a consultant, you know, You've got your marching orders. If you are inside a larger, more traditional organization, then you know, please stay tuned because I'm going to try and come up with clear arguments to help you move this lead-by-letting-go approach down the road, even in more traditional settings. Great. That's fantastic. We've been sitting here talking with uh, Terry Griffith, who's a professor at Santa Clara University. She's the author of The Plugged-In Manager, and her new project is Leading by Letting Go. So thank you very much, Terry, for being here with us. Well, thank you for sharing your audience. Okay. This is Linda Popke. Until next time, thank you for joining us for Marketing Thought Leadership. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Marketing Thought Leadership, brought to you by Leverage 2 Market Associates. If you'd like to find out how powerful marketing results can transform your organization, contact us at www.leverage2market.com.